What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Now, like, let's just get to it. The whole secular sacred divide. There is no distinction in, in the scriptures. Some of us have trust issues with God. And right, some right. of us, yeah, it's like, does God really got us? You can't engage the culture with the gospel that first has not engaged you. Like, you know how people are like, oh, that's just who I am. No. no. <laughs> What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture. Hope all is well with you guys. Hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving weekend. Hope there wasn't too much family drama, trauma uh, from last weekend, and that you had some much-needed rest and, yeah, love and good convos, good food. I'm excited about um, the episode today and the conversation we're about to have I came across our guest, um, I want to say maybe like five, six months ago now. And um, I love Christian hip hop and the guest that we have today loves Christian hip hop. So she would break down all the different songs that would come out, rap along. I was really impressed. Knew every lyric, knew every verse, (laughs) bar for bar. And, uh, yeah, just intrigued by, you know, and then I found out she was living in the same city as I was in. I was like, how come I've never met her or come across? Yeah. So, uh, follow, started following her then just been encouraged and blessed by her social media presence and platform. Uh, I'm excited for the conversation today. We got none other than Dominique with us. Welcome to the podcast, Dominique. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks for uh, being willing to do this. Come on and have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So real quick, so for those who are tuning in that don't necessarily know who you are, um, give us a quick background on your story. Maybe if you want to throw in your testimony, you can, but who is Dominique in a nutshell? Yeah, um, born and raised in Minnesota, lived there for the first 22 years of my life. I just moved down to Dallas like a month and a half ago, so live, laugh, love new things um but yeah i'm a pastor so i grew up in the church um a really small church so i've been like doing sound system and stuff like that since i was 10 and i've like always loved music been listening to like um lecrae and all of the people since i was like eight um my parents put me on young and i was like praise god this is so sick and um yeah so i i love music i it's funny because like there was a period of my life where I was like, I don't want anything to do with the Lord. I don't want to do anything in church. And the Lord said, psych, um, you're actually going to post about me on the Internet. Um, have fun with that. Yeah. And it, it's just really cool how like the flip happened because like I've had this conversation with one of my sisters where we were both like, yeah, no church trauma. I don't want to do that. Like small church pastors, kids not eating it up, like not vibing, not. Yeah. It was rough sometimes. Like it was great, like to see my parents being like faithful and obedient and the things that they, the Lord was calling them to do. Yeah. But there were times where it was like rough on us because we were kind of expected to grow up super duper fast. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of led to that like tension of I don't want to do any of this anymore. But then like the Lord taking that and saying like, hey, but now you can speak to people who have the same experiences that you do, yeah. and like, um encourage other people in their faith when they're going through like difficult times where they feel like maybe there's the expectation to be perfect or there's like different things where like specific people may experience things that like you can also relate to and the lord gets to use the testimony that he's worked in your life to reach other people which is really cool that's so dope so i didn't know that about you but you and i have a lot of commonalities because i also grew up Mm. a pastor's kid in a small ethiopian church yeah in the twin cities in uh same east st paul yeah okay bet and uh i also had to grow up very fast i'm the first born and so there's already yeah there's some Mm -hmm, trauma associated mm -hmm. with that and then in addition to that being a pastor's kid there's way more that comes with that and i remember Mm -hmm. at a young age my parents sharing with me that my actions reflected who they were and their character. So I had to make sure that I was on 
my best behavior. And with that came its own set of problems. Um, But we made it. We're here, Dominique. (laughs) God is faithful. Praise God. Yeah, he kept (laughs) us. Exactly. Um, And so, and I also share uh, love for hip hop too. And I I think even for me, if I were to be honest, um, Christian hip hop kept me in a lot of ways. Um, Mm, I I, I saw a lot of people in my age group that were falling away from the Lord. And I had to stay on it because of who I was. And Christian hip hop, in a sense, surrounded me with individuals that look like me, the same age as me, mm-hmm. but also were pursuing the same things as I was. So in some weird yeah. way, Christian hip hop, yeah, sustained me, kept me um, in my Christian journey yeah. or what have you. And so, yeah. yeah. No, it's crazy, too, because like um, there's songs that like I listen back to like when I was eight, 10, 12, and now I like listen to the lyrics. I'm like, dang, one, I did not know what I was singing, yeah. but two, like these things now apply to things that I've gone through. So like the Lord was putting things in my life when I was little, wow. then now I can listen back to it and be like, whoa, like the Lord used that. And even though I didn't know that that was something I was able to hold on to through yeah. like the CHH space and stuff like that, yeah. like now I listen to those songs and I'm like, yo, this is a testimony that like someone else went through and now I can relate to and I had it before I even knew I needed it. Wow, that's so powerful. That's good. I want I want to ask you, is there a specific artist or song that has ministered to you in deep and profound ways? Or is that too personal of a question? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. Ooh, okay, wait, hold on. Let me look at the, let me look at. Because you be turning up on Instagram. It's... I don't know what you be worshiping <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I mean, I memorize songs super quickly, which is why I have to be careful what I listen to, which is why I like try to put people on like Christian rap because I'm like, hey, there's sick music out there that yeah. is going to be edifying instead of like tearing yourself or other people down. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I like songs. I, I listen to them and they just get in my head and I'm like, OK, I can put this like hard jams now. Praise God. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, okay. But. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like, I mean, like, like 2012 mm, Lecrae was... song. Oh, is not it playing? Okay, I don't know. I always one of my songs that I always go back to is like "Chase That" um, by Lecrae. I don't know what year this came out, but like 2010, it, 2011, right? That was off of uh, yeah rehab. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Yes. 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 Yeah, so I don't know that song and um, uh, just like you, like uh-huh. I just wanna be like you, walk like that, like even think, cause um, I think something for me, especially in relation to like my parents and the church and stuff like that, is like I wanted to like when I was itty bitty, I was like I'm gonna be a pastor just like my dad when I grow up, and I was like I wanted to be like them so badly, and so like hearing. And then I was like, no. And then now, oh, back again. Um, so that's funny. But just like hearing that there are other people willing to like be honest and vulnerable with the things that they're walking through and experiencing because there was sometimes places, like especially like black men, like because my dad set that example sometimes, like in often he did a good job of like setting that example of being vulnerable with the things that he was going through. But then even like outside of that, I didn't really see it. Um, but then hearing like Lecrae and other artists, but like, especially at that age, like Lecrae talk about like the things that he was struggling with, like, or like went through vulnerably in his music really like encouraged me to want to be vulnerable with what I was going through, even if I didn't know how to put words to it. Right. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. It brought language to what you were feeling and experiencing. Mm-hmm. I definitely resonate with that a whole bunch. There are a lot of times where I would listen to a song, a verse, or even like a punchline and be like, whoa, that right there just summed up my yeah. life. <laughs> you know? Yep. Like, oh, you didn't have to read me like a book like that. Oh, right? my word. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, that's real. That's real. I love that. When did you start? Okay. You got to like give me the breakdown of car jams, social media. When did you blow up on social? I was like, how have I not heard about you in your own, my own backyard? But tell me the story behind that. 
Yeah, um, I have been editing videos since I was literally in elementary school, like wow. for funsies, like Video Star. I wanted a YouTube channel when I was yeah. little, like yeah. got in trouble for editing when I was supposed to be asleep type beat. Oh. Um, and but I, I never thought that it would be something that I could do. Um, and then I graduated high school and I had all this time in my hands because I graduated 2019 and I was bored out of my mind. And so I started posting on TikTok just for fun. Um, and then like, I'm a theater kid. Like okay. I grew up doing theater and speech and stuff like that. So I okay. started posting like skits and POVs and acting videos. Okay. <laughs> and some of it was like Bible stories, but some of it was just like goofy stuff, like creative things that were coming to my head. Yeah. And that's kind of where I started. And then the Lord was like, girly, um, I thought if you're living your whole life to glorify and honor me, like what about this platform that is slowly growing? And I was like, oh, wow. got me there. And so then like I didn't shift to exclusively Christian content, but the reason behind every post that I made shifted. Mm. So like, wow. even if it wasn't like, oh, I'm telling you to go read a verse, like like sometimes I'll do get ready with me's now and like I'll put Christian music behind it. So even like, cause that's reaching a wider audience, but then it's still exposing people to like Christian music and stuff like that. So like my intention behind everything I created shifted. And so 2020 is when things first started like going crazy, started posting Bible trivia in, I want to say like somewhere between March and May of 2020 and then it just kind of exploded and i was like oh my word what's going on i ironically didn't tell my parents that i was like posting on the internet until i hit around like 10k and then i was like oh i should probably like yeah tell them i'm doing this so yeah. they're not like girl what is going on <laughs> yeah. which was funny but um yeah it was crazy and then i actually didn't start doing car jams until like this past march um so i was working at um, pulse movement in minneapolis before i moved down here and i got to go on the pulse campus tour and we were touring with lecrae and holby and michael and the exiles uh, this dance group and i like was eating it up i was like i never want to only listen to music of my car again like i i was like it was so great like i i was like concert high because I got to go to seven of the eight shows and like I was capturing content posting like doing all the fun things because I was a social media coordinator at my last job and I just like loved it and I'm like sitting backstage I'm like I can play the background <laughs> I can play I was like girl be quiet you have to use this audio clips later stop singing <laughs> yeah, that's, that's but real. it was I loved it and then I was like, well, I want people to be able to experience this, like, even if it's just like in your car, like experience the things that I got to experience live. And so then one day I just posted a, it was a combination of that. And then I posted a random video singing to this song that I like. Um, I think it's by, oh, I don't even remember what song it was, but just randomly, like a one-off post on my story. I was like, da -da 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 -da. and people were like, what song is that? Hold up, wait a minute. What? And I was like, ooh. Okay, uh -huh. I can make something off of this. And right. then Car Gyms was born, and now we're over 100 episodes in, and I'm like, that's here crazy. we are. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I thoroughly enjoy watching all of it, like the Bible trivia. So, you know, I'd be testing, because I'm also a pastor, and sometimes I'm like, let me test myself out a little bit, see if I know. Because <laughs> you, be, uh, you don't ask, like, the basic or the easy questions. You ask very detailed like you got to be in your word to know the answer to some of those questions. So I'd be following oh, yeah. along. And then I've been put on to new music, listening to car jams as well. So no, I've, I've been blessed and uh, encouraged by a lot of your posts. So that's awesome. That's so dope. And I love how that kind of happened organically. And I think what you said was so um, profound. You, the question that you asked yourself about, you know, the intent behind every post or what what's kind of the goal or the win behind every post or letting that influence some of the decisions that you mm -hmm. were making, what you would post. Um, mm -hmm. Real quick, I want to talk about, and we, we have some things that we want to talk about, but I wanted to hone in on that a little bit because that stood out to me. Where did that conviction come from? 
And then what kind of gave you the boldness and courage to act on that conviction? Because it's one thing to have the Lord tug at your heart and, you know, lead you in a, in a direction. But it's another thing to say, okay, Lord, uh, this might be uncomfortable or this might be different or maybe this is not something I planned, but I'm going to say yes to this and do it. Um, yeah. Those are two different things. And so, yeah, what kind of led to that conviction and then what gave you the courage to obey and walk out that conviction? Yeah, um, I feel like a few different things. One, like, well, when I first like started posting, I was terrified that anyone from school would find it. Cause even though I graduated high school, I like cared way too much what people thought about me. Like, and to be honest, there's still times where I'm like, oh my goodness, what are they gonna think if I post this? And I'm like, girl, shut up. It does not matter. You're doing this for an audience of one. Yeah. Like if other people are seeing it, like let the glory be for him and not for you. And like, that's the tension because it's like you're posting on the internet and there is that like, feedback that you're getting like people like it or they don't like it and that can at times and it has at times for me like affected what I post how I post who I interact with mm -hmm. etc but like um one thing I was I was talking to a friend the other day who is like trying to get more into social media stuff because she's like yeah I just feel like this is something that the Lord wants me to do yeah. and I was like okay so what's your why mm -hmm. um because something that I always come back to is like, first, like, what is my intention behind the post? But then why am I posting it? Um, and for me, like, because I grew up in such a small church, we didn't have kids my age at my church that consistently came. It was just me and my sisters and then a whole bunch of older people. And so I was like too old for like veggie tales, kids church vibes, but too young to really understand when my dad was preaching at a KJV. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> thus saith the lord huh like what's going on <laughs> and um so my why is i'm making content ones like because i also didn't see people like who really looked like me or looked like my family or whatever growing up on like tv or especially in like christian content so i'm making stuff for little me yeah. to fill that hole mm. and um when I'm remembering that that's why I'm doing it and that's the hole that the Lord has like placed me here to fill, then it's a lot easier for me to not care about what other people are thinking and not be so caught up on like anything else that could try to like pull my attention away or pull my focus away from what I'm doing. Wow, that's really good. I love that. You're dropping nuggets. I think um, <laughs> that why is essential in everything that we do, whether it's posting on social media, the friends that we choose to surround ourselves with, the career path we take, um, right. even the ministry opportunities we take, like everything needs to start with the why. And if, if that piece is off, that's going to really impact and affect everything else about what we're doing. And so no, I appreciate you sharing that. And I love that you know yeah. your why and that you come back to that and that grounds you and centers you. Um, yeah. Something that... Um, I've really appreciated about your social media platform. It is growing and it is big and you've got influence, but you don't shy away from talking about things that are real to you. And there's a level of vulnerability that you lead with, mm -hmm. which is commendable. And it takes a great deal of courage because um, especially like as young people, the temptation when the audience is growing, is to only share our strength. It's to only share uh, mm. the, the wins, mm -hmm. the W's, but to be intentional about also sharing some of the things that we're struggling with is not the easiest mm -hmm. thing to do. And I have seen you be honest and transparent. And one of the things that you've been honest and transparent about is anxiety or depression or mental, just the different mental battles that you have day in and day out. Um, yeah. Share with us a little bit about the why behind you sharing that and not only your W's and then maybe share um, kind of some of that stuff, the heart behind some of that stuff that you're sharing. Yeah. Um, so again, like going back to the whole pastor's kids thing, um, yeah. there was very much that expectation to be perfect from people within our church. Yeah. And so then as I got older, like in middle school, I started I, I like didn't have the verbiage to put to it, but I started dealing with a lot of anxiety and just like so much fear, like to the point where like I wouldn't do anything. I would just freeze in like 
like I became a very anxious test taker and like I had a hard time with friends and so then I was really nervous to even like try to make new friends because I was like well what if they hate me what's the point of even trying because it's just going to be another failed friendship it's just going to be another this it's just going to be another that um and then um I have some like health things and like by the grace of God I haven't struggled with them in the past year which is like super cool but um in kindergarten I had my first chronic migraine and as I got older I found out that a lot of those were triggered by a lot of food allergies um so I have like this whole list of foods that I have to avoid which also just left this like looming anxiety of like oh my goodness what if I eat the wrong thing and then I get sick and then I'm bedridden for a week and what if no one cares about that I'm gone or like doesn't even notice and so then that kind of started triggering the like depression stuff and that was like right before my freshman year of high school. So I'm like entering a new school, entering, meeting new people. And then I'm just like ambushed with all of this, like, yeah. oh, you can't eat anything. And you're trying to figure out what's causing all this stuff. And like, what if everyone hates me and da, 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 da. And it was really overwhelming because I didn't feel like I could even speak about that fear that I was having that like, like just weight that I was carrying with it not because my parents made me feel that way, but because I was projecting the expectation to be perfect that I felt like the church was putting on me onto my parents. So I felt like I didn't get to struggle. I didn't get to be vulnerable. I didn't get to have that space where I got to talk about things that I was having a hard time with. And so I try to, like, I never want to portray an image that I am perfect or that there aren't moments that I struggle and that there aren't this, that, or the other thing, because I know how hard it was for me to get out of that cycle when I was younger. And so like when people see the videos that I post or the things that I talk about or whatever, I want them to know like, hey, I'm a regular human like you, like just because the Lord has like put this platform in front of me doesn't mean that like I don't struggle, doesn't mean that I don't have a hard time, doesn't mean that like I haven't faced some of the very things that other people have experienced too. And like, just because I don't talk about it all like so openly on the internet doesn't mean that it's not like there, which is why I do talk about it more because I think it's so important because I didn't hear mental health being talked about very much growing up, yeah, um, especially yeah. in the spaces that I was in. Yeah. So that's real. Um, I, I wanted to ask, man, I have so many follow-up questions to what you just shared. Yeah, go for it. Um, but how did you process a lot of those fears? Um, you, you shared the fear of rejection, being honest about your struggles might isolate you you sharing your struggles with your parents was a no-no because you had this projection that you needed yeah. to be perfect or what have you and so um how did you cope in that season and what are some things how did the lord meet you in that in that season yeah um <clears throat> well to be honest i kept it to myself for as long as i possibly could yeah. and then like my sophomore junior year and to be honest I don't remember which one it was because those two years were like really rough mentally like they just kind of mushed together in my mind so that's like super fun um <laughs> but um I started dealing with suicidal thoughts and I again was like struggling so much with friendships and didn't feel like I, like no one knew that that was something I was struggling with because I got so good at like putting on happy-go-lucky Dominique, pastor's kid, on that honors AP track, like Bible study leader, this, that, yeah. like I was doing all of the things wow. while struggling so much by myself because I didn't understand like the importance and how healthy it was to confess amongst community. And not like it was like evil that I was struggling with those things, but like, hey, it, pe like, people want to walk with you in this. Yeah. Like, people care about you. People love you. And I didn't understand that because I thought I had to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and so there was one night, again, somewhere in that, like, lump of two years where I was just like, I don't want to be here anymore. No one is going to care if I'm gone. Like, I, I don't, like, the only, like, at that point, the only thing that was... <laughs> like keeping me here was 
my room is a mess and I don't want my parents and my family to have to like clean it up if I disappear oh, wow. because I didn't want to be a burden and I was so like terrified of being a burden but then also like because I didn't want anyone to have to like bear the things that I was struggling with even though we're called to bear each other's burdens but I just didn't have like the concept of what that actually looked like within especially people my age with the things that I was struggling with and so one night I was just like yeah I don't want to be here anymore like I can't do it and I was sitting in my garage like planning how I was going to excuse me lol um how I was going to take my life like and it was it was like 2 a.m again no one knew I'm struggling with this and then all of a sudden it was just like peace the Lord met me with so much peace and was like go back upstairs I'm not done with you yet wow and so I walked back up to my room and I was just like uh, and I like I don't even remember what I read but I just picked up my bible and started reading and I still dealt like so severely with like anxiety and depression for the next like year year and a half and I finally told my parents like a few months later like months after not dealing with suicide excuse me suicidal thoughts anymore like the Lord cut it off that day never again like wow. praise God like that is a huge testimony because yeah. like i he knew that I probably wasn't going to tell anyone. So he was like, okay, I'm stopping this right here. And it's like, there may still be other things that you're going to struggle with, but you're going to do that in community because I'm stopping this here. So you have the opportunity to do it. Um, so then I, um, told my parents and they were like, what like we didn't know because I just kept things to myself like I was so good at like painting on this perfect picture of who Dominique was supposed to be and so that for me is now where I'm like hey I can't do that because one I don't want to get back to that place where I am trying to deal with things solely by myself but two I don't want anyone else to feel like they have to be like that because it can be so harmful and it almost put me in a position where I wouldn't be here anymore and I wouldn't be able to like share the goodness of God and how he's worked in my life thus far. Wow. First of all, thank you for sharing that testimony with us. Um, yeah. You didn't have to share that, but I you know, just want to say thank you for your vulnerability and thank you for yeah. um, letting us in on some of that in your journey. Um, I don't take that lightly at all. But then in addition to that, something that as you're talking, I'm just kind of overwhelmed by the presence of God. And, you know, the Bible teaches us things that we should do. I mean, confessing our sin, you know, carrying one another's burden. But when we don't do that, there's this grace of God that comes in and supplies what we need to get us through yeah. whatever it is that we're facing. And that's what yeah. I'm hearing as you're you're sharing your story. God met you where you were that mm-hmm. you weren't necessarily confessing, you weren't necessarily sharing your burden and understandably so. I I think anybody would have been doing the same thing put in that situation. And, and that's yeah. what I love about our, our God and his heart is that he sees you and he sees us and he gives yeah. us just what we need to serve us and minister to us in ways that only he can get the credit for. Um, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted to ask you in light of that, like maybe somebody's listening right now. I mean, the, the studies are staggering. I mean, when you look at how many people are dealing with anxiety and depression, mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. My my aunt works at the airport and she was telling me that, you know, every time they have to go through someone's bag, I mean, nine out of the 10 times they're finding medication pills for anxiety and depression. And so it's, it's a different yeah. world that we're living in right now. Um, yeah. But there for those who are listening to this and being encouraged by your story, what would you say to that that? Uh, the 10, 10th grade, was it 10th or 11th grade, Dominique? Yeah, somewhere in there. <laughs> somewhere. If you had, I mean, the Lord met you so profoundly, but if, if you had yeah. a mentor or a friend or a podcast episode that you were listening to or a song, like what would you, yeah. would you what would you have needed to hear to get you to, to open mm. up a little bit sooner about what you were facing? Yeah. That's a spectacular question. Um, 
I, I like okay the first answer that came to my head is such like a cliche thing because like I feel like it's something everyone says and in that season of life when people said stuff like that in like general conversations about mental health when people were like you're not alone other people ex-, like duh okay cool great awesome but I think like um something that I have like learned and appreciated as I've gotten older and as I have been in community more that like people who are willing to be vulnerable is like vulnerability breeds vulnerability so when you like even if that means just like going to be around people like if that doesn't mean like like saying what you're struggling with just like being with people who you know you can trust and who are going to be honest about the things that like they're going through and like and and again that's another reason why I post the things that I post because I want people to be able to see like hey there, there is like, the Lord has so much like love and grace for us as we are expressing the things that we're struggling with because he loves us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross and rise again so that we can be in relationship with him. And because of that, like I get to share my testimony. And so like, obviously I wasn't in the place where like I could share a testimony, but like get around people who are doing that. And that's hard when you are having a hard time getting out of your bed or you're having a hard time doing this, but this, that, the other thing, but like listening to a podcast, listening or like just getting on the phone with friends or like, I don't know, whatever that looks like. Because once I was around people who were willing to talk about those things, I felt more comfortable talking about the things that I was struggling with. And then because the enemy, like, he live left loves it up in isolation like he is working in those things when you're by yourself but then when you're in community and when people are bearing your burdens whether they know they're bearing them or not like wherever two or more are gathered like the lord is there and obviously the lord is with us always but like in those moments where i was with people and i didn't feel like i could stand on my own there were people there with me even if they had no idea what i was going through and so i don't know i don't like i i don't know if i have like practicals necessarily um i went to therapy for a little bit um and i honestly should probably go back um and there is such like a stigma around that especially in like christian spaces and then like black christian spaces and like that's a whole nother conversation which was a whole nother fun little thing that i had to deal with um but like i don't know i just think like especially me as a quality time person, just like being with people helped me so much because I was prone to isolate. I was prone to be by myself. And so like, even if that means just like asking if you can go sit with someone or asking, like just going to sit in your church, like when doors are open for a little bit longer, even if that doesn't mean like physically talking with people or whatever, just like being around other believers and around other people who are going to be able to carry that with you. That's so good. Um, I've shared this on the podcast so many times, but it's so fitting in the conversation that we're having. You know, when God made creation, he said it was good. I mean, Mm -hmm. the stars, the Mm -hmm. animals, the seas. Um, But like when it came to man, you know, he looked at Adam and was like, man, this is not good. Uh-huh. It's not good for man to be alone. And Eve comes into the picture. And so growing up, historically, I believed that the, re- the reason why Eve came into the picture is because Adam was alone or, you know, Adam, you know, needed, needed a wife because he, mm. he needed help with some of the things that he was doing. And, yeah, all of those things are true. But ultimately... The reason why God said it wasn't good for Adam to be alone was because Adam alone could not adequately reflect the nature of God because God in himself is a community. When he makes Adam, he says, let us make man in our image. That's plural. It's not singular. So if Mm -hmm. God, the father, God, the son, God, the spirit has been living in community for all of eternity, what makes us think Mm -hmm. that we could live in isolation for a little bit right right? and so i love what you're sharing about community because nobody like i don't care who you are you're never too tough or too strong to live in isolation 
that's just not even the way you were wired. That's not the way God designed right. you. Um, when you live mm-hmm. on your own, you are living in contrast to how God has designed you. And that's why you're not maybe yielding the results or feeling the things that you want to feel because you were designed, you were created to be in community. And a question I wanted to ask you was when you did eventually open up to your parents, when you did get some friends that you could, um, that could share the burden with you, what did that do for you? And how was that different than dealing with Mm. that alone? Yeah. Um, well, See, it's like so funny because when I told my mom, I was like, yeah, no, like I was struggling with suicidal thoughts like last year, but I like didn't tell you about it. And um, yeah, and she was like, girl, and I was like, <laughs> um, but it was met with so much like, I'm so sorry that you were going through that by yourself and not like, why didn't you tell me? Like, like it was wow. not that at all. And that's what I was scared of. Like, I was scared I was going to get in trouble for struggling. And in reality, it was like, I'm so sorry you dealt with that by yourself. Like, I want to be here for you. Because, like, like, she's my mom. She's like, I don't want you to bear that by yourself. Like, I care so much for you. And that breaks my heart that, like, you dealt with that for so long alone. Um, And it, it was very interesting, like, I I honestly didn't tell like friends in high school about it and I probably should have, but also the landscape was very like, I I was on the honors AP track and I was with people who like did not show an ounce of vulnerability. They were like Mm. strong people, like didn't talk about anything that they struggled with. Everything was perfect. And a lot of them, like they did come from like more like, upper class perfect looking whatever homes and so like I was like terrified to like show vulnerability because I was already like one of the only black kids in that track and so I just felt like that was going to be another thing that like set me back and put me at a disadvantage because there were comments being made like oh how did she get here whatever and so I was scared but like we shouldn't be living life out of fear because like fear is not our God. God is our God and greater is he who lives in me than he who lives in the world. And so like when we are like walking in those things where like, oh, this is really scary. This is like, this sucks. Like I'm terrified to tell people like as I got older, like my sister, she's like a little less than two years younger than me. She became someone where like both of us, we would come to each other and be like, yo, I'm struggling with this. Like one, can you pray for me Two, Like she became someone where like, she would text me um, with like the fear of food stuff. Like it caused um, disordered eating habits. And so it got to the point where I was like, I am not eating because I'm scared of eating something that's going to make me sick. And then that would affect my mental health because I wasn't eating and I wasn't taking care of my body and then everything started spiraling and I just felt like I was like losing it and so I was like hey can you text me at every meal and ask me what I ate and I have to send you a picture and like that for some people is like whoa I don't want to let people in like that but for me I needed it like I that helped me get back to the point where like I was eating regularly and healthily and not as like, I was not letting fear take over because I had other people walking with me in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. As you're, as you're speaking, I'm reminded of of this truth of how all of us are needy, all of us. Mm -hmm. So I might not need to text someone what I'm eating, but I've got other things I need to text people about, (laughs) you know what I mean? Right. And I think that, we live in a day and age where, again, I was sharing this earlier, we want to project our strengths. We've got mm-hmm. everything figured out. But all of us deep down, I think about the woman at the well, we're all thirsty. We're, mm-hmm. There is something within us that's broken that needs attention. Right. And I love, even mm-hmm. Jesus says that, you know, I didn't come for the healthy. I didn't come for the well. I, come, I came for the sick. And right. can you speak to, because maybe, again, maybe somebody listening to this doesn't resonate a hundred percent with what your struggles are, but they resonate in that they do have struggles that they do need accountability with, or they do need some, some kind of support or or they need friends to pray with them and walk with them. 
can you speak to why that's essential? Like that, the cool thing to do is actually tell on yourself. Speaking of CHH, one of my favorite songs back in high school, I'm a little older than you, uh, but it was Triple E Snitch. I don't know if you know that song. Mm. Um, Not off the top of my head, yeah. but probably if I heard it. Yeah, he like the 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 hook is like, I'm a snitch, man. I'm a, like the whole, the point of the song is like, I'm going to tell on myself, you know? Um <laughs> because it's good for the soul or what have you, but can you speak mm -hmm. to some of the benefits of texting your sister and why it's actually a powerful thing to be vulnerable and to express your needs and how the Lord shows up to be strong in that? Yeah. Well, I just, um, there, something my dad always used to say is like, in our weakness, he is strong. And so like, why, would you try to be strong and like put up this false sense of security when like his strength is the only thing that's going to be able to sustain you yeah. because like there's things chipping away at us all the time yeah. and like our strength can't uphold us in that but yeah. christ's can that's good. um and so the importance for me of like confessing like in those areas and then in other areas that like maybe we haven't talked about or whatever is like it, it's scary. It's hard. Like, but the thing is, things aren't always going to be easy. <laughs> no one ever said we weren't going to do things that weren't scary, but there is so much like freedom once you step out in faith and do those things that are scary. Yeah. Cause like, who knows where I would have been if I didn't talk to my sister about those things, who knows, um, if I could have gotten back to the point where I spiraled back into those mm. suicidal thoughts if I didn't like take that step of faith and be honest with the things I was struggling with. Yeah. Um, like other examples, like uh, people who struggle with a porn addiction, that's something that's part of my testimony. Like mm. I went so long and I was trying to quit and I was trying to do this, trying to do that, whatever. But then when I told people, well, then like there was accountability there where then there was no like fear of like hey i'm feeling tempted in this area hey can i come hang out like physically removing myself from that situation so i wouldn't fall into that temptation again and so like there's different practicals for different things that you struggle with but ultimately it's easier to get out of it when you're doing it in community because then there are other people who are battling alongside you that's right in it instead right. of like trying to do it when in your own strength by yourself i love that you know, as I'm hearing your story, one thing that is evident is that, so let me give you some context and some background with me. Growing up in the Ethiopian church, um, mm -hmm. we were taught that we struggled because we were sinners and we're bad people. I do mm -hmm. believe, I, I do believe we're sinners and we need, we need Jesus to save us. <laughs> um, but like to your story, I think we don't know how to dig deeper and understand the root mm. of the problem, right. right? Like, you know, I don't struggle with anxiety because I'm a sinner. Th though I, that's true. I may struggle with anxiety because I grew up in a in a in a in a in a in a house where I felt like I had to be perfect, and there was pressure mm. put on mm -hmm. me that Christ never put on me. And now, dealing with my imperfections, dealing with my inconsistencies, I'm realizing I can never be what was placed on me thus anxiety, you know? And so right. I think that sometimes what we need to do is also get to the root of things, get behind the, mm -hmm. the reason why we struggle and then bring that to the light. Cause I, you know, I think a lot of the times we only deal with um, the fruit of the issue and not necessarily with the root mm -hmm. of it. And so we yeah. can pick at the fruit, but then it's going to, mm -hmm produce i mean we didn't deal with the root so of course it's going to continue to produce bad fruit or what have you and so can you speak to because one thing i'm hearing as i'm listening to your story is your self-awareness and your ability mm -hmm. to pinpoint where things came from and how things came to be and how that's essential yeah. in bringing things to the light and even having people come alongside of you and help you in a way that's profound yeah yeah um I would say that I've always been very self-aware. Like I've always been able to tell you why I do something. Like I'm very yeah. in my head about that thing, but like to a fault sometimes. <laughs> like I can psychoanalyze anything and tell you exactly why someone did that. And then I try to figure out why other people do things and like it's too much sometimes. <laughs> um, 
And then, but then I would get caught in this spiral of, okay, well, I know why I'm doing this, but I don't know what to do with it. Cause now I'm sitting here with like all of this like mess of, well, this happened to me and, oh, uh, I do this because of this, but like, but then bringing that into the light, like, like, again, I can't do it on my own. Like I I was sitting there holding those things and I'm like, uh, but then did you, did you pray about it? Did you bring it into community? Did you like, like you're honest with yourself, but were you honest with the Lord? Were you honest? Like, like the Lord knows everything. Like he, he's got it all on lock, but there is so much power in like bringing things to the light as yourself. So then he can start like uprooting those things and working on those things. Because like, I can know all of these things about myself, but if I am not willing to go to anyone, like, and be vulnerable and make space to like talk about those things and like um, allow the Lord to heal me in those things, or even like not even heal, but like use those things for his glory. Yeah, Um, that's good. Because that was, (laughs) I, when the weather gets cold, I just kind of struggle, bust it up. And so like when I moved down here to Texas, I was like, oh, it's not going to be that bad because I'm literally sitting outside at the end of November. Yeah. Minnesota could never. never. Um, but I like have still been sometimes like dealing with the like seasonal depression thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Lord, what the heck? Like, why am I still in this? Like the weather isn't even an aspect. Like wow what's going on and i felt like the lord was like well what if you're in it i was like can you take me out of it like just take me out of it like i don't want to be here i don't want to be in this anymore like i'm tired of it like i thought leaving minnesota would leave that behind and i felt like the lord was like what if you're in it to speak to it while you go through it and i was like okay okay that's crazy (laughs) um and that's why for me there's so much power in vulnerability as you're going through things instead of speaking to things once you're already healed yeah yeah because like i believe the lord can heal me from things like he completely removed those suicidal thoughts he has removed so many things from my life and if he did it before i believe he'll do it again again. but like that does not mean he's good he's not good if he isn't doing it in my timing or if he doesn't do it before he comes back wow 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 yeah i that's a oh we're going there we're going there. That's really deep. <laughs> um, I, I think that like sometimes God's power and strength is revealed in him getting us out of the situation. And then there are other mm-hmm. times where God's power and strength is revealed in us going through the situation. And so yeah. even Jesus, um, the way he saves us from death is not by escaping Ooh. death, but conquering death. Right. And right. so he needs to die in order to live. And so the way we live is by dying. And I think that that's so profound because a lot of the times we think that God is in it once God takes us out of it. But there's something Mm -hmm. you said about Christians who acknowledge that the Lord is with them to your point while they're in it. And I mean, I think about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. God didn't save them from the fire. That's where you're going. Literally opened it up. Yes, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He didn't save them from the fire. He saved them in the fire. Right. And so Mm -hmm, go ahead. mm -hmm. You had some thoughts because you pulled it up. No, that's it's my favorite Bible story. And for the longest time, I was like, why is this my favorite? No, it's my favorite because like the Lord has met me in so many things and has allowed me to walk through them with his strength and not through my own might. And like my favorite line in this story is when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are like, we believe that our God is able to deliver us from this furnace, but even if he doesn't, he is still a good God. And that line, every time I'm like, like, what? Oh my, like, that's crazy. And that's the time of of faith I want to have. And like, I like, desire to have and try and am trying to live out and then sometimes i'm like wait that's scary like do i actually but like no because like i want to be living with the lord like that Mm -hmm. and the fact that i am not in the same extent of like being in a fiery furnace because (laughs) thank the lord i've not had to experience that praise god (laughs) but (laughs) like like with this mental health stuff or like other things that i've like dealt with it's like like with the allergy stuff like that's still something that like looms over my head and i there is that fear there but like god is still good even if he doesn't heal me from those things because he's with me in it and he's carrying me through and it is by his strength that i'm like 
out here living life and like not crippled in a ball up in my bed because I'm so scared to even step out of my room. Yeah, that's so good. As you're speaking, I'm reminded of, so Dr. Tony Evans is one of my favorite preachers. Mm -hmm. He's in Dallas, by the way, shout out to Dallas, Mm -hmm, Texas. mm -hmm. And um, (laughs) the dirty, dirty. Uh, And um, he lost his wife a few years ago. And um, they were they were hosting the funeral service and they were live streaming that for everyone to see. And I didn't catch the live stream, but I watched the rebroadcast and mm-hmm. his son gave such a powerful testimony about losing his mom. And he shared that like when he lost his mom, you know, the only thing he could think was, God, why her? She served you. She loved you. She cared for you. She she like served your people. We prayed, mm-hmm. we fasted, we sought you out. Like, why didn't you heal her? Mm-hmm. And Dr. Tony Evans' son was sharing that in, in the middle of that prayer, the Lord convicted him and said, but I did heal her. She's no longer sick. Uh, she's whole mm-hmm. now. And he was mm-hmm. speaking to this reality that just because we might not experience the healing that we're looking for on this side of eternity, doesn't mean that he's not going to do it on that side of eternity. And I think sometimes it's a good reminder for me that this life is not the end all be all. And this is not the end for us. In fact, most of our Mm -hmm. life will be lived in freedom. Most of our life will be lived in wholeness. Most of our life will be lived in complete health. And um, we look forward to that day. It doesn't mean that, you know, because sometimes preachers abuse that and they just say, wait for the by and by as if God can't do something now <laughs> and here and now. But there's this hope that we have that it always ends mm-hmm. well for us, even if we're in the middle of it. The Lord will get us through and sustain us. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying this conversation because it's like a good mix of like hip hop and theology and vulnerability. It's mm-hmm. like all those things that make me come alive. Uh, but I did want to ask you one more question, um, Go for it. just in light of this conversation. So I was listening to a podcast a couple of years ago. I forgot it was with Andy Minio and I forgot what platform it was on, but Andy was talking about his journey with his own traumas and with his own insecurities and his own mm. battles. And he shared that it, and it was, oh yeah, it was his own podcast when he, do you remember the podcast where he like broke down the work in progress album and he just kind of explains every song. Um, he was breaking down the Potentially. song. Work in pro- it's dope. If you haven't checked it out, you okay. should definitely check it out. Slacking, slacking. It's, oh. <laughs> it's a dope podcast. Um, he, he like brings on a friend every episode and they talk through why mm. he didn't think that the song was worth putting out and the heart behind it and okay, so bad. on and so forth. And um, they were breaking down the song, I Don't Need You, off mm. the Work in Progress project. Mm. And that's probably one of my favorite songs of all time by Andy Mineo. And in that song, he's just talking about this um, temptation that he's had for most of his mm. life. I mean, he dealt with neglect and abandonment from his mm. father. And he mm. also felt that with his friends. And so his resolve was... Let me become as successful as I possibly can so that I can finally heal or I can um, I can get what I was missing my whole life. Success and money and fame will deal with this issue that I've 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 been battling with essentially my whole life. And he said something profound. He said um, what what success ended up doing it didn't heal him. It exasperated the brokenness within him. Mm. And I, I can see someone tuning into this podcast and being like, well, once I get to Dominique's level and I've got X Mm. amount of followers and I'm going on tour with Lecrae, then like, (laughs) then I'll, I'll be vulnerable or then, then I'll have people that will check in on me or then I'll, I'll, I'll be able to, you know, overcome my demons or what have you. Um, Mm what I wanted to ask you is like, why is it important to deal with what we're going through now and that there is no level of like success or influence or opportunity that will magically do away with all of our traumas? Like why God and community is the real answer to a lot of that. Yup. Yup. Um, it's funny because it like, 
there are some areas where like I feel like I walked through with the Lord before this happened and then there's some things where I'm like oh I really wish that this was something I like realized I was dealing with before some of this stuff has happened for instance like speaking to struggling with friendships almost my entire life like um I was the kid that did kids homework because I wanted to be included because like people did not want to be friends with me it was I I don't know but like like I I was just like the anticipation of like being dropped out of the friend group was always there and so that probably also led to some of the anxious stuff that I deal with um and it happened a lot like it was like I had new friends every two seconds but then they weren't really my friends they were only like my friends because I like did stuff for them or like shared my food with them or and once that wasn't like filling that hole that they wanted to fill anymore like I was gone and so now and like not to like I I want to say this like carefully because I'm not like oh I'm all that because I'm not literally I'm just a person whatever but I have had an experience where like people like got close to me pretended to be my friend whatever and then later on we're like oh yeah no we knew who you were from the jump we just like wanted to be your friend because of your platform and so like that is a fear that I have like what is the reason like like so because I didn't like necessarily fully heal from like that doing anything for friendship I let some people into my life in capacities that I didn't need to at some point or another just because I wanted to have friends so badly. So that's why, like, no matter what you do, like, no matter what it is, like, prayerfully seeking the Lord in, like, who your friends are and, like, how you're approaching community and, like, who you're letting in in what capacity is so important because, like, people can take advantage of your past hurt and like like if people see that in you then they can like get in and get closer to you in ways that like they don't need to if you would have like surrendered that to the lord or like knew that that, and like i didn't know i just didn't know and so like it's something that i'm even now i'm like all right lord um help (laughs) but (laughs) like it's even been cool with that like I think before we started recording um I was like yeah no community down here has been great like it genuinely has and that's something that I struggled with for so long up in Minnesota and not that I had to move states to like find solid community but like the Lord wanted me down here and then he provided people who like would actually be there for me regardless of like the platform who care for me who love me who want to walk with me and don't even care about whatever it is I do, whether like, or like, yeah, no, don't put me on your page. Great love. Cause that was something that like had happened before. And so it's really cool how the Lord has been using these friendships down here to even like help mend that like previous hurt that I didn't even know I had at the time. Yeah. Wow. That's, I, uh, I feel like we need a part two because I feel like this just opened up (laughs) another can of worms and I've got more questions. (laughs) Uh, love (laughs) man that's yeah and i love how you stated that i think that if we don't deal with what we've got going on now another layer of success will only bring out whatever it is that we were dealing with to a greater extent and we've now got to navigate same problem maybe different people same problem different season but it's still something Mm -hmm. that needs to get worked out and so um yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thank you just, I mean, throughout this whole conversation for being vulnerable and honest and yeah, lending us absolutely. your wisdom and experience. Honestly, like I've I've benefited a great deal. I've been ministered to a lot just by hearing your story and your testimony. Praise um, God. If, if you had one thought to leave the audience or the listeners, what, what would that be Ooh. as we're signing off in light of all things discussed? I mean, we, we went and talked about a whole bunch of stuff but oh yeah um what would be a last thought Ooh. um oh okay okay um i think that 
okay, there's the cliche that's the okay, try again. There's the cliche saying that's like it's okay not to be okay. And like that's like true for a time, but like you don't have to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um because there are people that Lord doesn't want you to stay there. Like he's there for you. He wants to like pick you up out of that and like his hands right there like waiting to like grab you up out of those waves. And so like you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to stay not being okay because the Lord will even give you peace and like comfort and hope and joy when you're not feeling okay. Right, right. I, I think that's the title of the podcast episode. You don't have to do it alone. <laughs> Praise God. That, that perfectly yeah. sums up the conversation. <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and we don't, yeah. and we're not called to not called to do it alone amen yeah we're made to do this together and so um yeah no thank you again for your time your wisdom we got to get you back on for a part two um that i'll be in dallas soon i got family moving out there maybe we could do something in person or something like that That, yeah let me know yeah yeah for sure well thank you for your wisdom thank you for the listeners for tuning in i hope this conversation blessed you i hope it Uh, impacted you, got you to think a little bit differently. We say this every episode. We're not here to change your whole life. We're just here to get the conversation going. And I hope that our conversation Mm -hmm. will lead to more conversations um, with your friends, family, church, all of that. And so until next time, family, peace, and grace.